Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I have Shauna Mertel on with us today. She's been a counselor for about 20 years, but she had a very shocking experience. Now, before I tell you about it, she used to go to Prophecy Club meetings, lives up in the Kansas City area, and I saw her and her husband at every one of the meetings. I recall he got saved at one of the Prophecy Club meetings, and so they were very close to us. But uh, in 2014, she walked in and found that he had committed suicide and put a gun to the bottom of his chin and blew his head off. And this was a total shock to her and everybody around her. And this threw her into a tailspin. But that was only just the beginning. Now, why am I having her on? Well, if we listen to Bible prophecy and to the modern prophets, we know that we are all just around the corner from being in some terrible tragedies. Well, this little lady has quite a story about how she battled a great tragedy, and I think it's going to help us all. I think you'll be shocked, amazed, and inspired. So, Sean Mattel, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Thank you, Stan. Did you ever think you'd ever be on the Prophecy Club? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Your wife gave me a prophetic word 20 years ago. Oh, really? Said I would be on and that I would write a book. And I wrote it down because it was so just unbelievable. I was a math geek. I was not a writer. And um, so I did write it down. So Leslie um, wow. did actually give me a prophetic word. That's what I hear about her prophecies. They come to pass. <laughs> so, yes, they do. And I, I would have been the very first to say, uh, anyway. Okay. So where do you want to start? You want to tell us a brief background before you walk in to tell us what you saw and go from there? Yes. Um, I, I will say the standard, he actually baptized my husband and he was on fire for the word. We went we would drive to Topeka just for Bible study to hear Stan just open up the word of God. And um, during the next 10, 15 years, my husband's walk with the Lord grew closer. Um, but he had some um, hidden wounds, some deep wounds from childhood, some deep wounds from Somalia that he was not willing to let go and give to the Lord. And he hid them very well. He hid them for me and I had been, a, I counseled people all the time and so we had a business it was a financial company um i worked and did the marketing i did everything that i could do without having the license and he sold and we loved to work together we did everything together we have three children and he was an amazing father and he um he started kind of being just withdrawn for um, a couple months, but especially for about a week. And I took the kids to church. It was Wednesday night. And when I came home, his car was in the car um, driveway, but the cat was in the window. And I knew right then something was wrong. And we walked in and we started yelling. The kids were yelling, daddy. And we were running from room to room. And as I started to walk up the stairs, my daughter started to go into my bedroom and as she did i saw like a almost like a mickey mouse type imprint on her shirt push her out of the room and i said kids go to your room and i went in my room and just shut the door behind me and as i cornered around into the bathroom 
I found my husband um, and he had taken an auto, um, automat automatic rifle and he had just shot his head off. And all I could see was blood and bones from the vaulted ceiling to everywhere. And I just, I ran out of the room and I got my children. I said, something terrible's happened. Go across the street and call 911. And that's all I told them. I told them to get their pillows. And so um, in that moment, I knew every my world had just completely shattered. I, I went back in because one thing I taught my children and one thing I knew, it may not happen much in America, but I knew in Europe, I knew in Africa, people were being raised from the dead. So I went into that bathroom and I took what was left of his hand and I held it and I said, God, bring him back to life. And I did it more for my children. So if one day they ever ask if I prayed that, I could say, yes, I prayed for God to bring him back to life. But I knew he was not there. And um, eventually I went across the street and I believe what opened up blessings from God in such an immense way. And I went on a supernatural ride with the Lord for every month for 12 months and then have continued for the last eight and a half years on that. You go back to, did you say that hand pressure out of the, the bedroom, like something supernatural, explain that. Uh, um, that something supernatural started to happen? Well, what um, your daughter out of the bedroom? Was it something supernatural? Um, yes, I believe it was an imprint of an angel's hand because had she gone into my bedroom, she would have seen her father. And so I believe I, at that time, I, it just seemed odd. It just looked like some kind of imprint pushing her out of my room. And my spirit immediately knew something is very wrong. So from that time I went and um, that's when I went running into the bathroom and I sent my children across the street to our neighbors. And then I, um, when I would gathered myself and by then there were a couple people there from my church and um, it had gotten late and they, I believe had the police had been there. Everything had happened and um, they had taken Mike, my husband um, to, I guess, I don't even know where the morgue. And I was told you need to tell your children that your husband's dead. And I just thought, Oh, how do you tell they, that he was the light of their life. And I thought, Lord, how do I tell them? So when they came down from upstairs and they sat one on each side of me on the sofa, um, I got on my knees and I looked at both of them and I told them, God is good. We serve a good God and he never changes. And after I said those words, I told them that their daddy was dead. And I wanted to be clear. I didn't want to say he was lost. He was dead and he was gone. And um, at that time, my youngest son was eight years old and my daughter was 12. My oldest was almost 18 and he was in London at the time. So we, um, we spent the night at friends and the, everything just, it wasn't even clear that night. But what I believe I did in the spiritual realm was I invited God into this tragic situation, into this shattering of our entire lives. And I invited him in as the creator God, as the provider God, as the God who's going to get us through this. And I invited him in so they would never blame God. And um, I'll tell you, it just... 
started then with God showing up the next day. We could not come back to our home for three, maybe four days. Biohazard team came in. I'd never even heard of biohazard, but biohazard team came in. They removed a wall. They had to scrub the vaulted ceiling. They stripped the floor down to the beams. They um, removed 30 feet of carpet. My, half my clothes were thrown away. My shoes, everything in that bathroom was thrown away. And so if you've ever been robbed, you have that feeling maybe two years later of looking for something and going, oh, it was taken. So it felt like another invasion. So everything that I had to wear, to put on as makeup, to, to just comfort me um, in, in clothes and socks was thrown away and gone. And I had no access to it. And in the meantime, I had to plan a funeral. And, and, and you called me and asked me to do the funeral. Yes, Stan spoke at the funeral. It was very important to me because I knew people were coming. And um, it was important to me that people that showed up heard the gospel. And I asked Stan to share the gospel at the funeral because I wanted that opportunity. And um, during the funeral, God told me to get on my face and worship him. So I got on my face and I've been told that I was in a formal. <laughs> That's all I had access to was a basement closet. So that is why I was in a formal stand. <laughs> um, but I really don't remember. I was um, had severe PTSD. I, um, I could not close my eyes without seeing blood and bone shattered everywhere. And um, God gave me the strength to, somehow to just kind of hold it together around my kids. And then I would just fall on the floor. And I would just attempt to breathe and I would just try to breathe. And um, it felt like I would be hyperventilating. It was such a gut wrenching pain. <clears throat> and then throughout the next weeks, there were, um, I had some friends that were lawyers. They came and they just went through paperwork after paperwork because he had pulled away from working for three months, but he had been going to our office. I thought he was working it, Christmas and January is kind of our re-uptake time. So I, he was leaving, but I, I found out later he was drinking. Um, so he was, he was going to his office. He was pretending everything was okay. And because he handled all the finances and everything, I came to find out after he died that not only were we in debt, we were in major debt. Um, over $500,000. He had actually taken a loan from someone, a personal loan, and he had signed our house over as collateral. And then when they pulled records, they found out I wasn't on the deed of the house. I wasn't on the house paperwork at all. Everything was thrown into probate. And if you've ever, if you're familiar with probate, it means anyone with a legal claim for money can sue you. So I had uh, over 50 people suing me. My mother-in-law called me one day from a lawyer's office and said she was going to sue me. Now, she ended up not suing me, but it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy, but even more so was just what was coming on the family, that my kids were being bullied. My, both my kids lost their best friends. No one knows how to respond. When you're in a tragedy, no one knows how to respond. And because I worked for the company and never paid a never pulled a paycheck. I also looked like I didn't exist, which sometimes that's good with Prophecy Club, but when you're trying to get social security for your kids and you're just trying to get on a house, um, I, I didn't have 
bad credit, I had zero credit and zero credit is worse than bad credit. I didn't qualify for an apartment. I thought we were going to be homeless um, because we didn't qualify for an apartment. I did not have, I had less than no money. I had over 500,000 coming against me and I couldn't close my eyes for more than two hours a night because I was so shattered and I would just see my husband and that lack of sleep went on for three weeks. And finally we had a, um, some people come to our church and a conference and during the worship, I just prayed and I worshiped to the Lord. And as I worshiped the Lord, he, he just took me. I just fell over. I was laying flat and could not move as if I weighed a thousand pounds and he took me to heaven and he took me to the, the heavenly realm where it's a, the temple and not the Holy of Holies where God was. It seemed like it was the holy place. And it, there was an angel that was about 30 feet. And that angel took gold, burning hot molten gold, and dipped a feather in it and put it over my eyes. And I'll go into more, more detail at the conference. But ultimately, what that, what that experience did was it healed me of the PTSD. And it actually showed me a law that exists in heaven that I brought back to earth. I found out there was an existing therapy um, with rapid eye desensitization where they use this on children that have seen trauma. But that angel performed that on me. And then in my spirit, I heard um, Jesus say, I'm giving you a new image. And as I looked, I was out of the temple and I was away like there was a chasm between us, but I could see the gold steps and they weren't gold like yellow. They were gold like amber. And you could see six feet down of just amber gold steps. And I looked and as I looked, I saw my husband and the step above him was Jesus. And Jesus had his arm around my husband. And um, Mike had his, his head in Jesus's chest right on his heart. And I said, yeah, that's Mike, Lord, but I need to see his face. I can see part of it, but I need to see the part that was gone. And all of a sudden, Mike looked at me. And for the first time in three weeks, I saw my husband whole. And I knew he was in heaven. I knew he was with Jesus. He was being held. And I felt like I could go on. And that night, I went to sleep. I was able to sleep. For the first time in three weeks, I could close my eyes. And I no longer saw blood and bone. But I saw the image that God gave me. And what I want to tell you is when, when your world is shattered and you feel like you've lost everything, because in that moment that he died, I lost my husband. I lost my clothes and my house and things like that. But I also lost our business. I lost my reputation. I lost and if I ever thought people thought I had it together. If I ever thought I was holding up well, that gig was up because everybody that knew at school in my neighborhood, they knew that's the house where there was the suicide. That's the kids that um, dad didn't want to be around them. So he took his life. And those were the things my kids were hearing. So I had to take them off the bus. And I didn't know how we would survive just for the next meal. And we lived on faith and people would show up with food and people would show up with gas money. I remember going to church on fumes one time and um, somebody that I didn't even know at church shook my hand and said, I want you to make it home safely. 
and I felt him give me something. I thought it was another note, but inside that was a hundred dollar bill and I could gas up my van and we had enough money to eat. And that's the God you serve. And that's the God I want to introduce you to because it gets so much better. God continued just to show up. That was just in the first three and a half weeks. And God just kept doing supernatural things, healing me of PTSD. Then God, I, I would do scriptures because I knew I couldn't read the Bible for six months. I could not read the Bible. And so I would just hold my Bible so I wouldn't hyperventilate. I would lay down and I would hold my Bible and I would recite the word of God. And I would recite every scripture I ever knew. I would recite it back to God. And in one moment when I was angry and I was with my counselor and I was angry that I wasn't feeling God. And I was saying, it was kind of like a cry like David. I was saying, where are you? And I was quoting scripture. And as I quoted scripture and as I cried out to the Lord, I heard the voice of God and I'll tell you, it was terrifying. I felt my bones shake. I felt everything inside. It felt like my blood could literally just burst, but he told me he was here. He told me in no uncertain terms what he was doing. And he would give me pictures of everything he was doing and how he was walking with me, how he was breathing for me. And that's some of the other things I'm going to be sharing. And one of the exciting things was about two months after, and I'd had three different lawyers going through all the paperwork. Um, we paid our taxes quarterly. He had not paid the last quarter, October, November, December of 13. We owed over $38,000 to the government. Now, you know, God can do a lot, but usually you can't make government things disappear. And so I just continued going to the Lord, going to the Lord. I had people suing me for my house that had legally been signed to them. And I was, since I wasn't on the paperwork, it was more theirs than mine. People calling me daily. I had to just turn my phone off. And so my daughter and I went to a conference in North Carolina. And I knew it was important because it was people that I knew my husband loved. And while we were there, during praise and worship, they were, they were worshiping and praying. And after it, I asked for one of the leaders just to pray over me. They didn't know my financial situation. They didn't know how desperate I was for just anything from the Lord. And as he prayed over me, I went down and um, I call it being slain in the spirit, but I went down and it felt like I weighed a thousand pounds. I could not move, even though I knew I was down. And then all of a sudden my my soul, my spirit, everything left my body. And I was in the courtroom of heaven. And when I was in the courtroom of heaven, I was on the left side. When you walk into a courtroom, I was on the left side as the defendant. And the judge was up front. And all I could see from the judge was just immense light coming off the, the place where the judge sits. And as the judge sits there, I heard the most demonic sounds coming from the other side, like the prosecution, screaming every financial sin I'd ever committed and maybe not repented of. And I found out that just being ignorant of finances is a sin. And as I heard them, I repented and everything I heard, I repented. And I continued just to repent and the voices got smaller and smaller. And then I felt a tap on my shoulder and I could tell there was an arm around me. And as I looked, it was Jesus Christ. And he was 
my he was my attorney and you got a good fix when jesus christ is your attorney because he's the he's the son of the judge and jesus um was holding me and he had his arm around me i looked into his eyes just to desperately see his eyes and all i could see was peace and it was like a peace like a cartoon commercial where peace sucks you in doo -doo 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 -doo, and you just get sucked into such peace you cannot even try to be upset you can't even it's hard to even, I can't explain that level of peace I was in. And I was in that level of peace. And Jesus, as his, with his arm around me, he said, everything is going to be okay. And I, I said something about the finances. And he said, it's taken care of. And he said, write it down. And he gave me a date, May 20th, write it down of 2014. And this was April. So I wrote the date down. Yes. So I, I wrote down the date and I didn't tell anyone because honestly, when I came back to myself and back to the conference, oh, and then before I left the courts of heaven, after Jesus told me to write it down, I heard the judge and it wasn't the terrifying voice of God that I had heard that in my counseling session, but it, it was still all commanding and all terrifying and it said she's been through enough and i didn't hear the loud bang of a gavel i didn't hear you know a loud terrifying sound but it was like a peace and i i think i was still so in the peace of jesus's eyes that i could not go beyond them and i just heard she's been through enough and as soon as i heard that i was back on the conference floor and my daughter was with me. She said I'd been there like an hour. And um, and I got up and I couldn't speak. I just walked quietly back to my room and I wrote down everything I heard. I wrote down the date. And in my heart, I was on the deed of the house. I thought I'm on the deed of the house. They can't, you know, maybe they can try to sue me. I have nothing. But they, if they take the house, I lose everything. I'd already lost my business and all the clients. And so I wrote that date down. I came back to Kansas City and I told my lawyer, I'm on the deed, I'm on the deed. And she said, I've already pulled the deed. You're not on the deed. I made her go down to the courthouse and pull the deed again. And she was right, I wasn't on the deed. Um, she, and all three of the lawyers that worked on the pre-probate had said, if you have a lot of favor and you're very lucky, this case will be over in a year and a half that it looks like it's going to take two years to three years to get your case settled. And so that is what I'd been hearing up until that time. But Jesus told me that it was going to be May 20th. And I had written down what the judge said. She's been through enough. And many other supernatural things happened before May 20th. But I want to tell you on May 20th, I got a crazy call from my lawyer. She said, you're not going to believe this, but the judge looked at your stuff. I don't even know if he went through all of it, but he looked at it and he wrote, she's been through enough. This case is dismissed. And that is the power of the God we serve. He can tell us when the shakings happen, when you get shattered, he can tell you where to go. He can heal your finances supernaturally. I did not go out and, you know, work and start campaigns and do all these things.
but I stayed faithful and I did what I could do, but I stayed faithful to the Lord and Jesus kept his promise. And it was May 20th when that happened. And the judge had written exactly what God had said when I was in those courtrooms. And I've just seen the hand of God and the supernatural throughout that year. So many more stories and so many more keys to how God wants to, he wants to heal us. He wants to heal our finances. He will absolutely provide for you. Was I walking in perfection when my husband died? No, I was not. But I loved the Lord and I trusted the Lord. And I believe I opened up provision for the Lord by pronouncing, before I even pronounced the death of my husband, by pronouncing the goodness of God. And so that is what I'm going to be talking about, is how to tap in to the goodness of God and understand and know that you know that you know that your God is faithful and he wants to provide for you and he will protect you and he will take you to places you can't even imagine. Well, and that's what I wanted to have you on to say is just to let them know our God is faithful. And here we are. Some people are saying we're in the tribulation. And if we are in the tribulation, and then, of course, we have one prophecy that says that God has divorced America. And we're looking at, I'm just looking now, we're talking about making the yuan replacement for the petrodollar, which means the dollar is about to crash. So we are looking at some terrible, terrible times. But what you're saying, based upon your experience, is we can count on God. Absolutely, Stan. We can we can count on God more than I could have even imagined before. Yes. Probably people are saying, well, why did you have her on Prophecy Club? And probably by now you're saying, I understand completely. <laughs> I agree with you completely. I needed to hear this. Now, she's written a book, if I can hold it up where you can see it, Shattered by Suicide. And I started reading it, I got it a few days ago, and I'm not totally finished, but I, I, I found it difficult to put down. I found it easy to read. And if you have had a tragedy, this is a must. If you live in America, it's a must. If you think we're in the last days, it's a must. And so what am I going to do? Uh, I, I've thought about this a lot, and so here's what I'm going to say. If you'd like to have that book, if you'll send a gift of $100 or more, you can have the book. Or if you send a gift of $80 or more, we'll send you the book. Or if you send a gift of $50 or more, we'll send you the book. Or if we send a gift of $20 or more, we'll send you the book. <laughs> you need the book. <laughs> In other words, okay. What I'm trying to say is, you know, this whole thing is about helping others. Try not to get emotional here. I wanted to bring her to you to help you. God has helped her in some very powerful ways. And I believe this book is going to go a long way. And, you know, one of the visions that I had before I wrote Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is God told me that 
not everything, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Not everything can be understood by just audio and video. In other words, yes, we're going to have a talk, and I'll explain about that in a second. Yes, it's a good idea for you to see it, but some things you need to have in writing. Some things you need to have in your hand when you sit in and talk to your husband or your wife or your children or your friends, and all of a sudden they're in a world of hurt. Having this book, I really believe, is going to be very, very important. Now, yes, she's going to be speaking at the Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, Corner Park and K, 2540 K Avenue. It's our regular Sunday morning service. So if you're going to be in the DFW area, I urge you to come. There's no cost for you to come in. She'll start talking at 930. So I would suggest, based upon this talk, I think we're probably going to have a, we might not have room for everybody that wants to get in. So I'd suggest you be in your seat by probably 920 if you want to have a seat there. Now, we're also going to be recording it. And she'll have like, I think it's like 90 minutes. So it'll be about a 90-minute talk, which we are going to be putting up on watchprophecyclub.com. So folks that have watchprophecyclub.com, will be able to see it anytime they want to. And we also still plan to live stream it just like we do every one of our Sunday services so you can watch it on the live stream. 9.30 a.m. till noon. Shauna Mertel speaking. And we, we have a different name for the talk, but her book is Shattered by Suicide. Now, if you'd like to have the book, you can go to shaunamertel.com and order it. You can also order it through Prophecy Club at prophecyclub.com. You can also call us, 785, oh, let's see, what is it? 266-1112. Been so many years since I've had to give that out. 785-266-1112, and you can get that book. Okay, Shauna, so to wrap it up, what's the last thing you would suggest for us? Well, I would suggest that you get the book, but I would also suggest that you come. There's something about, like what Stan said, being in the presence and hearing hearing more um, of what God did, hearing what are some things that released that, and just getting yourself not living out of fear, but living out of faith and, and even going beyond faith of a knowing that God loves you and he wants to provide for you. He wants to. Times are coming. You watch Stan, you know where we are in the time, you know, place. And you need to be prepared. And and so please come out and get yourself and your heart prepared. Get your family prepared. And so I look forward to meeting you. So it's Shauna Martell, 930. It will be live streamed. It will also be on watchprophecyclub.com. And you can also get her book at shaunamartell.com. Or you can also get it at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com suggests a donation of 100 or 80 or 50. Or <laughs> uh, 20 bucks or more would be very helpful. Uh, anyway, Shauna, I thought you did awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Sorry you had to go through all of that to have such an awesome talk, but it's an awesome, awesome talk. And I know your heart is to help a lot of people. And my lady, you just did that. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to being there, seeing y'all. But yeah, um, I had, as I was praying into it, and I had told Nancy when I was, are we on? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Well, I told, still recording. <laughs> I, I told my best friend about the prophetic word from Leslie and how I kind of, I held it because anything Leslie says, I held on to. But, um, you know, I just kind of almost laughed and said, God, right, you're going to have me write a book. So and Leslie said, said one day you would be a prophecy club speaker and write a book. Yes. And that was long and, before your husband died. Oh, yeah. Mike laughed. I laughed with him. I said, but I'm keeping it, Mike, because it's Leslie. And you know Leslie. And he said, well, then it's going to come to pass. Prophecy Club speaker. And you've written a book. God bless you. Thank you for coming on. Well, I love you guys. Looking forward to seeing you. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka of cornerstoneassetmetals.com. So why should people call you today? Well, we were a unipolar world where the dollar dominated world reserve currency. Now we are a multipolar world where Russia, China, and commodities are going to dominate. And with Russia now moving to a petrol gold, this is the time we need to protect our assets with our own gold and silver and not the U.S. dollar. Absolutely. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Give them a call, start a dialogue, open an account, start visiting, and decide what's best for you and your family. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com.